obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. All right, I think we are live now both on Twitch and on Facebook, and I'll, I'll go check some of those feeds out real quick. But, um, and uh, I, I hear myself, so that's good. It means that it's working. Um, so, uh, hi, my name is Robbie. Welcome to episode 254 uh, of Sports on the Hill podcast. Uh, it's a new year, uh, which is exciting. Uh, this is our first podcast of 2022. Uh, as you can see, uh, Carol's not joining us tonight. I gave him the night off. I've taken the last three months off with the exception of coming on as a guest about three times. And I hosted once, uh, obviously, for episode 250 since that was such a big deal. But uh, it's fun to be back um, on, uh, uh, you know, back here. And uh, we already have a subscriber, which I really appreciate. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. We have a ton of new features over live on Twitch. If you're not catching us over there right now, uh, if you use emotes, uh, emote explosions happen uh, when we get subscribers. Uh, also, when bits and stuff are cheered, we also have some games live in chat as well. So lots of new features for 2022. I thought I'd spice it up a little bit and try some new things out. I, I've modded for a lot of channels over the years, and uh, I've helped them get all these cool features, but I never put them on my own channel. So I was like, why not? So, you know, I thought that it could be a fun, just chill place to hang out. Uh, so people are listening back on the audio podcast later. Uh, again, you can check us out at Twitch dot tv slash uh robbie g underscore sports othp or if that's too hard to figure out go to sports com. click the socials button uh, we've got everything over there uh bat mommy subscribed at tier one i really appreciate uh that um so um uh, i really uh, i it's great i hope that you enjoy all the really fun emotes uh we've got uh, six emotes, including uh, and then two animated ones as well. Uh, so they're fun. And now they'll actually appear live on the Twitch screen as we're chatting. Uh, so kind of an interactive way for people that are on Twitch 
uh, to see what we're doing. Uh, we're also going to be live on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to show the producer feed, which is just the pure Zoom feed. Uh, it has better audio quality, uh, so I, I definitely continue to use that. I'll also share it to a couple of different Facebook rooms, and that way if people have uh, questions about the hockey team, basketball team, or football team, uh, we can answer those live on Facebook as well. I'm joined by the one and only champ, uh, Ken uh, Washington, uh, DC's People's Champ. How are you doing tonight? I am wonderful, Robbie. I'm very excited to be sitting second chair with you and welcome you back uh, with open arms. Uh, it's, it's been a long three months, but it's been fun to be able to do the round table with Brian Holston. And by the way, the person that subscribed, Bat Mommy, that's wifey. So, yeah. Nice. I appreciate that. Uh, well, um, it, uh, you caught us in a very exciting time. I know we're going to start with talking a little bit of hockey, but there's only about a minute 18 left uh, in this game. So we're going to keep it here to actually to start the game and talk a little bit of Wizards basketball. Right now, uh, Charlotte was up two, uh, but they drained the three um, and uh, they take a one point lead with 109. Now, the last game, uh, they had a lead late, uh, but it wasn't good enough. And we'll get into that Bulls game during our Wizards talk here. But since we have a live game uh, right here, a big rebound by Washington, 56 seconds left. Uh, they're up by one point. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball just to start the show since we've got a live game. Uh, then after that, uh, we'll recap the week uh, for hockey. I'll also ask uh, Ken uh, to talk a little bit of uh, wrestling while I share that off to people. And then... Um, Oh, a blocking foul. Very close call. 39.6 seconds uh, left in the game. Washington up by one. I think it's Bradley Beal going to the line for two. Um, yep. So, uh, oh, and this is our very first Pokemon that we can catch. Uh, so uh, if you're new to Twitch or uh, watching us over there, uh, an APOM appeared. Uh, if you use the exclamation pokey catch, you can actually ca catch these Pokemon live here. If you've never done it before, you can do pokey start. Um, and, um, uh, you can, uh, uh, start will give you your first Pokemon and some items that you can use and, uh, offline, I can teach you guys how to get more Pokeballs and other items that you can use, uh, to catch it. Um, and, uh, so, so some fun games you can duel, uh, and again, the emote explosion and emotes as well. Uh, Washington made the first, uh, free throw, um, and then make a substitution. They're up to 39.6 seconds, uh, left. And uh, so, yeah, lots of fun new features. Um, uh, Champ, thank you for subscribing as well. Um, yep. And I have, a, I have a founder's badge. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. You do have a founder's badge. So another emote explosion happened on screen. Uh, if you're checking us out over um, on uh, Twitch. Uh, but I will copy this out um, to a couple of different cap scripts. While I do, uh, Champ, let people know. I know there's a big weekend in wrestling. Let them know the two-minute recap of uh, some of the things and what they can catch on your show a little bit later to learn more about. Right. So we WWE just had their first now what they're calling premium live event, which was day one on Saturday, which was severely changed. The main event was changed because Roman Reigns was the current universal champion tested positive for COVID-19 uh, and had to be pulled out of the event. Brock was put into the fatal four way, making a fatal five way and won the title, by the way. We'll get into that on Saturday with myself and Sith. Tomorrow morning, early morning and Wednesday morning early, New Japan's premier event, Wrestle Kingdom is taking place in the Tokyo Dome over two nights with big matches happening, all cha all the championships on the line, a lot going on, and we'll be covering that. We'll have Sage on to do a special New Japan recap of those two events, plus a third event taking place on Saturday morning with 
New Japan going up against NOAA uh, for the third night of Wrestle Kingdom in Yokohama Arena uh, taking place on Saturday as well. So a lot going to be happening when it comes to wrestling, and it's going to be a great time. I cannot wait to get back to it. We have been... Um, We've been off for the last three weeks uh, for the holiday. We took an additional week off because me and wifey had a weekend together and stuff like that. So I'm As really anxious should. to get back. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm anxious to get back to doing the re- the podcasting and streaming and everything like that. I'm really excited about what 2022 has to offer, not only for us, but also for the wrestling world as well. Given the fact that COVID is starting to become a bit more of a problem in sports again, it's a big worry about whether wrestling is going to have to go back behind the scenes and in empty arenas again, or if they're going to continue to have shows with crowds. I know in Canada, they can't do shows with crowds. They've already put that restriction in place. So have to see what happens when it comes to, to COVID-19 and, uh, and the world of wrestling. Bill just yeah. made a free throw. Good. Yeah. And um but, so he's making more free throws. He's already made a couple, right? Oh, so they got the ball again, right? So they must have gotten the rebound. Is that what mm-hmm. happened? Or, yeah. So, um, so yeah, he made the first two free throws in the other one. Now he's made the first of this one. So it puts up a four point lead. So that's it's big. Uh, this will get it for five, and he makes it. All right. So twenty eight point seven seconds. Uh, so we'll get into hockey talk in just a second here. We're just talking about the end of this Wizards game live. Um, a step back, big rebound. Wizards have the ball with 19.2 seconds. They're fouled. That's uh, that's exciting. We'll, we'll get to talk more about this game uh, towards the end of the um, uh, podcast. Um, but I really appreciate everyone for tuning in early with us and um, and joining us. I'll also be monitoring the the, um, the Facebook live feed if there's any questions about any of the hockey talk that comes in uh, through that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I'll just ask you quickly. How was how was so, yeah, your? I was trying to share it, but I got. Oh, we just got another sub there, uh, Robbie, and our hype train is close. By the way. Oh wow, that's awesome! Thank you, Andy. Primordial sounds. I really appreciate that. That's really awesome. Uh, he's also got a founder's badge, and if he looks really closely, uh, he's got a VIP as well. So, um, uh, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, you guys, all all you guys that were the nine founders, as I called it, uh, that were the VIPs and uh, my original uh, mods and stuff like that, you're all gifted 690,000 points to start, which you can give them away. You can duel with them. You can do all sorts of games and gamble and stuff like that. So you guys are all starting off with that as a base number. Everyone else who's uh, now in chat can uh, gain points as they uh, chat with people um so uh so that's uh that's fun well andy welcome on in we're right here we're about to talk hockey but the basketball game is really exciting uh the wizards are able to take right now uh, a pretty big lead uh it was only a one-point game just a minute ago it's kind of the opposite of what happened with that bulls game uh, where it was a close game that then um went the wrong way uh but bradley beal's been able to make his free throws down the stretch which has been really clutch here they have a seven point lead with 19.2 seconds uh left in that uh, but let's get um, uh, into the uh, the week that was for the Washington Capitals. And if anything drastically changes, we'll have Champ let us know about that on the basketball front. Uh, but Carly! Carly hey. just resubbed. Carly nice. just resubbed. Well, thank you, Carly. Wow. Uh, and now, now it's close to a hype train 
uh, again. again. Um, so that's great. That's uh, four subs already uh, today, and the emotes are going crazy. I love the new emote explosion and, and the emote wall makes it uh, kind of fun over on the on the Twitch uh, stream. So hopefully people come over and check us out over there. I really appreciate it. One sixteen, one twenty, eleven point nine seconds uh, left in that. Uh, so let's get into some hockey talk because I know that some people are uh, tuning in because I know at the beginning uh, we do talk uh, hockey. It's been an interesting week uh, for people who don't know. Uh, the Capitals had to go um, two weeks without playing a game. Uh, they had a break that always happens for Christmas, but uh, they uh, extended that uh, on both sides uh, to try to make sure that everybody was safe. And um, the first game was a really interesting game. Uh, we've lost eight times in a row to the Nashville Predators. Uh, and um, I guess I could pull up some of the stats uh, live here. Let me see if I can do that real quickly um, and uh, share that screen with us uh, here. And so the, the uh, game was against the Predators. The game started off really strong, as you can see on screen. Uh, Kuzi, uh, or sorry, Lars Eller scored uh, pretty early on, 315 into it, his sixth goal of the season, assisted by John Carlson, his 21st, and Ovi's 26th assist of the season. He's one of the league leaders in assists this season. Uh, made it one nothing, And then about 10 minutes later, John Carlson, who assisted on the last one, scored himself. And there was assist by Nicholas Backstrom, who was like only playing in his second game uh, since he'd been out injured for most of the season. Dmitry Orlov gets his 11th assist of the uh, season, makes it 2 nothing. Then Nick Dowd, right outside of the, what's called the Nugget Minute. So if they score within the last minute of the period, uh, everyone gets free McNuggets. Uh, Nick Dowd scores at 18.52, his fourth goal of the season. Carl Haglin, his fifth assist, and Michael Company's first assist of the season. We were up 3 nothing, and we were dominating. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be an easy, easy win. And then the second period happened. And yeah. for that, it, for that um, they scored – I'll just put it this way. They scored three goals in a row, one at, at minute 23, one at 7.03, and one at 7.38. So within the first eight minutes of the period – uh, it was 3-3, and they squandered all of that good energy they had coming out of a two-week break uh, and playing at home. Uh, big goal by Evgeny Kuznetsov in the third period. We had actually just taken a penalty uh, while well, it was going 4-4 four and four and it was about to go into a power play because they had gotten a penalty to even it up on us. And uh, uh, the guy was chirping at Kuzi saying, you know, this is where we, we take it to you. And Kuzi... Uh, was able to win some puck possession, have a great play behind the net, and from like a crazy angle, score a shorthanded goal right as their other player came on the ice. And our power play had been atrocious for weeks. And we actually had one of the worst power plays in the league uh, for the month of December and bottom three in the league overall for the season right now. It's how bad it's been. And we couldn't score on any of the power plays to put this game away. And we actually had to score shorthanded to take the lead. And then Carl Haglund got an empty net at 18.57 to make it 5-3. to Kuzi's uh, goal, the shorthanded one, was assisted by TJ Oshie, his eighth. John Carlson's 22nd on the season. Uh, Haglund's empty netter was assisted by Orloff, his 12th. And John Carlson got another assist, uh, his 23rd. Uh, John Carlson just had a beast of a game. Uh, he had three assists and a goal. Uh, you know, a lot of people always like, trade Carlson, trade Kuzi. 
And this is a great example of a game why you need those kind of players. And it's funny because a lot of people are like trade Bertans and he's on the you know, free throw line right now. Uh, but he can uh, hit some important free throws right here to seal this game uh, with 10.7 seconds. And he does hit the first. Yeah, he made um, the first. So, so that's good. Uh, but, you know, I, this is why I'm happy that fans aren't GMs because I understand players go through slumps. and uh, But eventually, uh, good players rise to the top, hopefully. And Kuzi came at a huge moment in this game. And uh, so did John Carlson. And it was a big part of our uh, 5-3 win in that. I assume you didn't watch any of the Caps games this week, right? I I, I did not, but I was following uh, this game because I get all the alerts for when they when someone scores in these games. And I saw that they were up 3 nothing. I'm like, okay, they might have a wrap on this one. And then when I looked again and it was already at the sec- in the second period, it was tied, I was like, wait, what happened? Like, what just happened? Like, how did it go from 3-0 to 3-3 just that quick? So, but um, I try to keep a, a, a close tabs on what they're doing and how they're doing. And it looks like they're doing absolutely good this uh, so far, but it's still a long season. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, so uh, the Wizards up 122 to 118, 3.6 seconds left. And I believe there's a jump ball. Uh, so uh, let's get into the, the next game uh, that happened. It was against the Capitals against the, the Detroit Red Wings. It was in Detroit. Uh, this was an interesting game. Detroit scored uh, no scoring in the first period. The second period, uh, they, uh, Detroit scores in the first two minutes, make it a one nothing game. Um uh, Kuzi comes and scores a really important goal to tie this game up at 15:53, an assist by Lucas Johansson, his first ever NHL point, and Matt Irwin's uh, second assist of the season, uh, and then that tied it at one. Uh, and then uh, here's where the magic happened. The third period is close game. I mean, all the way until 17 minutes left, it's a tie game. Uh, so it, it's a it could go either way type of game. Ovechkin scores on the power play. And here's the question mark. Was it on the power play? Or was it not on the power play? And this is important because this is the record breaking power play goal. If he gets it on the power play, he's got the most power play goals of all time alone. Since he was tied at 274, this would give him 275. Just going to jump in here, Robbie. Uh, uh, Hornets just made a three at the buzzer, but it wasn't enough. They lose by three. Awesome. Awesome. I look forward to talking about that uh, more. Uh, the Wizards won to get a $2 Big Mac. So uh, McDonald's has got deals, uh, whether it's a Capitals fan or a Wizards fan. Um, so that's exciting. I, I can't wait to talk about that win. That's an important rebound game right there. Uh, but uh, so Ovi's goal happened at exactly two minutes. And so during the game, they said it was a power play goal. Then they went back on it. And then the capital social media says it was and the NHL social media is trying to walk back on it. And so did the post game on NHL.com because they wanted to report on it if it was true. And then the NHL reviewed the, the goal for like the third time and they decided it didn't happen. It happened one second sooner than they thought. So it was actually one minute and nine or one minute and 59 seconds into um, that power play. So it was a power play goal. He did get the record, but it's funny because in my post game, I celebrated that he got it. Then there was all these reports that he didn't get it. And so I did a whole second post game where I'm like, he may or may not got it. So tune in on Monday to see if he got it. And then just about 10 minutes after I filmed that, they actually came out with the NHL uh, changing the time of the goal. 
and uh, that giving him the power play goal. He also got an empty net goal, uh, which is important because uh, scoring two goals in a game actually ties him for third place all time in multi-goal games. Uh, so that's a, a pretty cool stat as well. I believe he's tied Yarmir Yager for third place all time in the NHL uh, for that stat. So uh, he's just breaking records left and right. You know, one record in one goal and the next record in the next goal. Uh, it's pretty impressive to watch. Uh, Ovi's goals were assisted by Kuzi, his 22nd of the season. And Nicholas Backstrom in his third game got his third assist. Um, so, uh, and then on the uh, empty netter assist by Garnet Hathaway, who had a great game. Uh, and John Carlson is 24th assist. John Carlson as a defensive player has more assists over the last five seasons than any other defender. Uh, he's just been a rock star at assisting the puck. I know a lot of people are like, he's not defensive enough. I think he's working on that, uh, but it's just really impressive nonetheless. Uh, so big win, uh, 3-1 over the Red Wings. Red Wings aren't an amazing team, but it's an important game to go on the road and to be able to pull. It was a 1-1 game for a lot of time uh, and to be able to pull out a win. What are your, some of your thoughts on Ovechkin and, uh, you know, and, and this uh, incredible feat? The legend of the great eight continues to grow point blank and period. I mean, this dude, ever since he came into the league long, long time ago, it's like he just continues to just break records, set new records and just be the absolute face uh, for this franchise. Like I said, I started watching Caps hockey back in my freshman year of high school, not trying to date myself. I'm just saying it's like it's been a long time. But, you know, ever since Ovi came to this franchise, this franchise had a different feel about them and he continues to do it. That's why it's great that he has signed with this franchise for such a long time because he just continues to just revolutionize uh, the modern day, modern game of hockey uh, with his great play, his tenacity, and just, you know, again, being just the face of a great franchise. So him breaking this record, just, it's no surprise. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more records be, to be broken. Dare I say he may end up catching the, the great number 99, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. So you never know. Um, I'm catching a Pokemon. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I try to catch it does. too. Um, and uh, if anyone wants to try to catch Pokemon, join our Twitch stream. Um, it, it's kind of fun. Uh, I've got a bunch of different Pokeballs and uh, fun stuff. And um, oh, it's been caught. Oh, nice. It got caught by Champ, Carly, Andy, and myself. We all got the Pokemon. So yeah, come join us, catch Pokemon. And um, yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen everyone catch it. That's very rare. Uh, but uh, we, it's a lot of fun games going on. There's dueling going on. And so I appreciate people for chilling and hanging out and having a good time in chat, even if they're not <laughs> Washington, D.C. sports fans. I know uh, uh, both of them are, are northerners. They both live north of us. Uh, Carly's actually a big time Bruins fan. In a couple of weeks, we've got a live Bruins game, I think, on uh, Monday. So maybe we'll get Carly to join us on uh on the zoom feed and uh we'll watch a game together with her yeah i do i duel carly and she absolutely just shit on me i was like okay great i'm so suck at duels <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get her back though i'm gonna get her back all right next game Ooh, that's um, not a good score yeah yes not a good score and it was a rough game uh it started off bad uh this is what's called a trap game uh, i talk about it a lot a lot of different sports it's a classic one we've beaten this team nine times in a row which is the longest win streak one team has had over another team in the NHL currently. Nine times. We beat them all eight times last year. Teams only play each other eight times in one year because of the COVID year. But no team has ever beaten another team eight times in the same year. 
and we did it to them. And then we beat them this year again. So, like, you know this team is going to come out for blood, right? And you've got Nicholas Backstrom out with the flu. got TJ Oshie out with the flu. I don't want to make excuses. You know, you still got to play the game. And it's an afternoon game, which I think the Capitals are just allergic to. Uh, so it's, it's not starting off well for us. And then they put on two quick goals against us. It's not looking good. I'm like, this is exactly what I predicted would happen. Then John Carlson comes through in the clutch. He scores his eighth goal of the season. Uh, Scarbosa gets his second assist and Dimitri Orloff has got 13 assists and Dimitri Orloff has actually played in the previous game. It was his 600th game as a Washington capital. He's only the ninth Capitals defensive player to play in 600 games. So he's quietly made a really good uh, career for himself. Uh, I know that Carol and Anna have different opinions on Dimitri Orloff, but even them in group chats, I can show you the receipts, have said he's been playing much better uh, as of late. And uh, I, I'm really happy to see the growth in his game. Because um, I always thought he's got a great shot, a lot like Ovechkin. I think Ovechkin has taken him under the wing because he's got a similar build to Ovechkin. And Ovechkin's like, I don't care if you're a defensive player. I'll still teach you how to shoot the puck. And uh, it's cannon from the point. Uh, but anyway, in the second period, the Devils take a 3-1 lead, 22 seconds into the second period. And it's kind of deflating. But here comes the third period. Nick Dowd scores his fifth goal of the season, assist by Garnet Hathaway and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. It's Hathaway's fifth and ran Van Riemsdyk's eighth assist on the season. And then a really horrible play by their goalie. He they just gives up a rebound right up front. Um, you know, Lars Eller scoops up the rebound, passes it across to a wide open Connor Sherry, who has an empty net uh, for Connor Sherry's eighth goal of the season, makes it 3-3 with four, like a little bit less than four minutes left in the game. And I'm like, oh, we can actually pull this out. But like the law of averages, you're not going to beat the same team 10 times. It's just really, really, really hard to do. And uh, sure enough, in overtime, you know, one bad play and it's in the back of the neck because they play three on three hockey. And it's been brutal to the Washington Capitals this year. This year, the Washington Capitals have dropped more overtime and shootout games than any other team in the NHL. And those eight games um, are the difference, though. They're on the top of the league because of it. So uh, it's interesting um, that, you know, it could be such a, a difference. Hold on, let me uh, plug in my computer real quick. But, like, it's it's really amazing to me um, that even though they've had all these injuries and all these terrible things happen to the team, um, they're able to kind of chug along. And, um, yeah, that's so cool. I just plugged my Mac into my PC to charge it, which I've never tried to do before, but it works. So like, yeah, it's uh, because anyway, used USB. That's pretty cool. Anyway, things I learned on the spot. Um, so anyone who doesn't know, I use a dual stream setup. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I, it's just been the fact that we're the number one team in the NHL right now, even though we've have eight overtime and shootout losses, it's just really impressive to me. Uh, but anyway, they have not won a single game in overtime. The only games they've even got points or they got the second point out of were ones that were in shootout. So it's been brutal. This three on three, four out well, the bright side is in the playoffs. They play five on five hockey in overtime. So it just doesn't exist as a thing. So you just got to make the playoffs and uh, they put themselves in a pretty good position uh, to do that. But a disappointing game because it's just like whenever they go to overtime, you just assume that they're going to lose, which is a terrible uh, terrible um, uh, feeling. Um, 
But anyway, any other thoughts on uh, this week for the Capitals or should I take a look at the weekend? Yeah, I was going to say, like, this one, I was following this one. When I saw they had tied and it was going to overtime, I said, okay, they're going to go to overtime. And I remember you came into our group chat and told us, like, they don't really win in overtime. They usually win in shootout. So I said, okay, maybe they'll hold out for the overtime. They'll go in the shootout and they'll win it. And then it literally, like, I think a, a minute or two after we talked in the group chat about them going to overtime, boom, Devils won. And I was like, wait what um so yeah it looks like again like you said three on three uh continues to be a problem for them they're 0 and 8 in overtime games this season uh i mean they gotten the the one point from it but they haven't been able to convert it into a full two points uh when they go into overtime unless they go into the shootout so uh just another thing to look at and to keep an eye on as the season progresses because i'm pretty sure there's going to be a, a lot more of these type type games where they're going to go into overtime and they're going to have to figure out a three-man, uh, three-man team or three-man setup that they get, that can get them goals to win in overtime. Yeah, it, it's just it's frustrating, but it'll be interesting to see how this week goes. Let's talk about this upcoming week. Um, actually, I, I was wrong. It's next Monday. Maybe we'll get Carly to do a appearance next uh, Monday on the stream. I'll give her the the Zoom link and she could join us for a few minutes because it'll be right at the end of the game. So it'll be at the most exciting uh, part of it. Uh, but let's get into the games that are right before that. Um, the Capitals play the Blues, which is TJ Oshie's old team, and the Capitals and Blues uh, got to both win Stanley Cups, which I was really happy about because I always felt bad that we took TJ Oshie away, and I was like, oh, did we take that generational player that would like have given them the cup? And uh, I actually rooted for the Blues for them to win it too just because I thought that that would be really nice uh, for them. But we play that team on Friday, January 7th at 8 p.m., uh, in St. Louis. Uh, the reason that there's a big break here between yesterday and Friday is we were supposed to play on Tuesday, uh, but that's a game against the Canadians. And if I remember correctly, that game would have been in Montreal, which it is. And almost all games in Canada right now are suspended because they can't have fans. So they've decided that we're not going to play the games. We're going to wait until a time period where they can have fans, hopefully in February which makes some sense, right? Like why play a game with no fans when in three weeks you can make it up with fans. So, right. um, and they're not going to the Olympics. I don't know if we broadcast that on uh, this uh, podcast, but uh, uh, because of that, they'll have a couple of weeks that they can make up some of these games that have missed. And there have been a bunch of NHL games, including a lot of games between um, uh, Canadian teams and American teams that have been postponed due uh, to border restrictions and attendance restrictions. So anyway, so we're not going to play a Canadian team this week. Uh, and on Friday, we'll play the Blues. And then on Saturday, we play the Wild. So it's a back-to-back game. So maybe the little extra rest going into that uh, might be a good game, especially since both of those are on the road. The NHL did us no favors this season. We have no back-to-back home games, but we have uh, many back-to-back road games and many games where we start at home and then the back-to-back is on the road and not vice versa. So God always loves scheduling. Seems to always screw Washington in almost every sport. I hate to be a pessimist, but um, it's just kind of crazy that we had zero back-to-back home games uh, this season. Um, but I had like six road ones. So um, anyway, uh, so we play the Wild and we play the Blues and then we play the Bruins. I'm going to pull up the um, how the standings on all those teams have been doing uh, lately, uh, but um, uh, let me just pull up here. So they're on the Western Conference. Minnesota has played 31 games. They're 19, 10, and 2 for 40 points. Um, to give you a sense, Washington has 48 points. 
uh, leading the entire NHL right now. Again, overtime losses are eight points, and that's the difference. Um, and uh, Tampa Bay has got 47. St. Louis has got 43 to lead the Central, and the Pacific is led by Vegas with 45 right now. Uh, so uh, the Blues are the number one team in the Central with 43, and Minnesota's in third place in that division with 40. So they're pretty close. Minnesota's lost five games in a row, and St. Louis has won two. Uh, and uh, actually, St. Louis played Minnesota in a very important game that no one seems to care about anymore uh, called the Winter Classic, uh, which was an outdoor game. Uh, the Blues put up five goals in the second period and ended up winning that game six to four. Um, and that game was in Minnesota. It was being played where the Minnesota Twins play in an outdoor game. Uh, so uh, anyway, so it'll be interesting to play the Wild uh, after, after that game. Uh, the, the Wild will play Boston first, though, talking about Carly's team. Uh, so they'll play Boston on Thursday, actually, before they play us. Uh, so those are those two games. And then next Monday, again, we'll have that live game against Boston. Uh, Boston has struggled at times this season, but they've won their last two games. Uh, they have 34 points. Uh, they beat Detroit themselves 5-1. to one. They actually play the Devils, the team we just lost to uh, on Tuesday uh, before they play. They've got a busy week. Uh, they play the the Devils on Tuesday, Minnesota on Thursday, Tampa Bay on Saturday, and then they play us on Monday. So a busy week uh, for them. Uh, but uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll hopefully have Carly maybe on and make a guest appearance uh, during the Bruins game. That could be fun. We did that last season when I interviewed her. If anyone missed that and they go to our Twitch channel, they can click or they go to my YouTube channel um, and uh, check our other show that I do sometimes uh, on this channel. Uh, yeah, Carly. Carly said when you mentioned that, Carly said in the chat, possibility to embarrass myself. Lol. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I I would come on her stream, but I have no musical talent. Maybe I can like beatbox or something for her one time, or you know, or drum on Zach's drum kit, or you know, you know, that's that's all I got to offer. Um, I'd come on her chat and come and rap cover like Men in Black or something like that. I'm just saying that'd be good. Yeah, we should uh, <laughs> we should do a group karaoke to steal one of our other friends ideas sometime just for fun um but uh yeah. <laughs> andy's like play, play the, the, spoons. Spoons, the spoons yeah I'll, I'll be great at that so um all right i'm gonna switch out of this view uh because i don't need to uh, screen share uh when we're uh, talking about the washington football team no one needs to look at those stats we will break through it real quickly but it'll be an exciting week for hockey i, I look forward to uh, to talking more with people uh about that um I'm just checking real quickly to make sure there wasn't any comments or questions on the Facebook feed before we move on to hockey uh, from hockey to football. Uh, but um, let me just double check. I just always like to make sure that I don't leave anybody behind. No, nope, so no questions there. If anyone has had questions, I can always ask it either on the Twitch feed or on the Facebook live feed. Uh, but um, let's switch into gears for football. I was so excited about this football game, champ. It was going so well in the first half. And then it all kind of fell apart. But my dad tries to convince me, and he's probably right. Like, it doesn't really matter. And we weren't going anywhere this season with all the injuries and COVID. And may as well get a better draft pick. But it's the Eagles. You always want to beat your division rival. My dad tries to also explain to me I went to college in Philadelphia as if that would matter. It, it does not matter. I still hate the Eagles. I don't want them to win. Um, and it was a rough game, especially because – we, we got out to a 10 nothing lead. So just to go through the scoring real quick, uh, we got a rushing touchdown 
uh, with uh, right off the bat and uh, with 12, uh, 12 minutes le left in the first quarter. And then um, with two minutes left in the first quarter, we got a field goal uh, to make it 10, nothing. Uh, played a really good uh, day, went up for it on fourth down and we had a great defensive stop. Uh, so things were looking good early for us, uh, but uh, for all, they went for a fourth down in the second quarter and made a touchdown. I uh, made it 10, seven. Uh, but then we got two field goals, one at five forty, and one with six seconds left. And we were sitting pretty at 16 to seven. It was like a slug fest, typical NFC East matchup. Uh, then in the third quarter, uh, again, another fourth down rushing play uh, where they score a touchdown uh, and that makes it 16, 14. We're still up. Still haven't scored any points in the third quarter. It goes to the fourth quarter. They kick two field goals. We never actually put any more points on the board. We end up losing 20 to 16. So we don't score in the whole entire second half. Uh, it was pretty tough to watch. I was pretty disappointed, especially because my hopes were pretty high at halftime, which I, I should know better. Um, Champ, what were some of your thoughts on this game? Okay. Um, this game was another example of the offense not really providing much support for the defense. I mean, the defense did everything it could. They were going up against a very mobile quarterback in um, in Jalen Hurts, and Hurts was kind of kind was kind of getting at him when he was going to ground, and he was keeping plays alive and moving outside the pocket. Uh, the, the, the defense did what they could, but the offense had to be the ones that had to go out there, sustain long drives, and keep the defense off the field. Um, there, at least there wasn't no infighting again like it was in a Dallas game, though there was a point in the game where Jonathan Allen could be seen on the sidelines being very emotional and things of that nature, uh, clearly because he might have been frustrated with what was going on. But uh, again, this was a microcosm of this season in that, you know, offensively, there's just no consistency. Uh, you start off the game, you got a rushing touchdown and a very short dr uh, drive. Why not stick with the run? Why are we, you know, why are you still going out there throwing it so much? Um, you got to go out there and keep them on their heels. You run a lot that sets up your passing offense. So why not just go out there and run? Yes, you know, you don't have Antonio Gibson. He was on the COVID list and couldn't clear the protocols, but you still had some very good running backs there that could most likely um be, that could most likely keep the running game strong and open up the passing game for you. Uh, you ended up losing Ricky Seals Jones to, due to an unfortunate um, neck in, uh, neck injury when he collided with the cameraman and the wall. Uh, so that, you was, only that had... was such a crazy moment. I, I oh, couldn't. Man. I I my heart sank for everybody involved. I mean, it, uh, the cameraman was right in that line and they just i mean it they couldn't have collided any harder if they tried you know like right. i mean it was like a straight up tackle and i just i felt bad for both of them it was it was just a brutal moment for sure it was it was i will i will give that cameraman some credit for their dedication to want to stay in the shot and not move but man that was it was ugly and when you lose ricky seals jones you only have like not really a viable option at tight end so I'm a big Heineken. Ricky Seals Jones fan because he was an Aggie before he was, you know, so I root for the Aggies as well. And, you know, he's been playing really well for us this season. Uh, we've had a lot of injuries at the position and it's just, you know, to lose him, it's really tough. 
Yeah, and that was that's usually Heineke's outlet is usually like the tight end and stuff like that. Though uh, Bates Bates was was doing very well as well, but at the same time, but I think the overall consensus is is that if you stuck with the running game and ran more, I think that you keep Jalen Hurts on the sideline as long as possible, keep that offense on the sideline as long as possible, and you end up winning that game. And unfortunately, because of the loss now the Washington football team will are no longer in consideration for the playoffs which is very disappointing uh you had an extra game in the season which gave you a better shot to make the playoffs and a, a third playoff spot and yet you're going to be watching uh at in mid-January yeah but I mean my dad's in chat he would say it's good to get you know a better pick and so you look ahead a little bit um you know, so next, I mean, if you want to hear Carol's thoughts right after the game, he did break it down um, in his post-game report, and he also talked about it a little bit on um, uh, at the bar radio. So definitely go to sports.thp.com and click on uh, the YouTube link for Carol, and you can check out his thoughts on this game more in depth. And he said he would talk a little more about it today, but we're giving him the night off. So next week, we're going to recap the whole season, and we're going to take a look at you know, where our picks were and what our thoughts were going into it. And, you know, um, uh, it's, it's been an up and down season. We've had some really good moments and really uh, tough ones. Um, it's going to be interesting to see sort of what we should do here with this, you know, last game. I mean, uh, obviously both teams are going to want to win it for pride. Um, but I will tell you, Robbie, I will tell you, um, Coach Rivera did come out and it was put on uh, MEC Sports Washington's app that he's he he's going to be coaching this game to win it. He's not going to rein it in. Uh, there was all this talk about maybe let's see what Kyle Allen can do and let him start this game because you're playing for nothing. But uh, Coach Rivera did come out and say he's sticking with Heineke. Heineke will start this final game of the season and they are going to play this game to they're going to play this game to try to win this game. They're not going to you know, phone it in because they're not going to the playoffs. They want to finish the skip season with seven wins. They don't want to finish with 11 losses. Uh, so that's, I think that should be a, a, a good indicator right there to know where the mindset of this team is going to be going into this week of practice is that they're, they're going into this game wanting to win this game, period. Doesn't matter. They're, they're not, they don't care about draft positioning. They don't care about None of that. All they care about is they, they, they're facing a division opponent in the Giants who are equally as bad as they are, and they want to go in and they want to beat this team, period. And I like that mindset. You know, you want to have that mindset of, look, we're not, maybe this is a playoff game for us. Let's go in and play like a playoff game. And so let's see what Taylor could do in the final game of the season. Maybe he could show us some really, some really, really good stuff and maybe prove that Maybe he can be the starter for this team next season. And if he goes out there and throws another like lame, lame duck interception like he did, like that, that duck interception he threw during the game this on Sunday, that maybe we do need to go in another direction in terms of quarterbacks. So who knows? But they're playing this game to win it. They're not playing this just to just to play it out. Yeah. My dad was saying we need a first rate quarterback build for the future. And he's probably right. No, know, he's like he's the- right. Yeah, we, right. we don't have that guy on our roster right now. So here's the funny thing. If we lose the Giants, which at the beginning of the season, I predicted we would at the end of the season, we would end at 6-11. and 11. My prediction was we would end with 6-11. and 11. So I don't want to be right, <laughs> but I may be dead on 
you know, if if I get it, no one predicted seven and ten. By the way, so if it ends up being seven and ten, uh, no one gets it uh, right. Uh, Carol had thirteen wins. He was the eternal optimist. Uh, Dujane had ten. Hurt had eleven. Arun had nine wins. Brian had uh, five wins. Uh, so at least we uh, we did one better than that. Yeah, eat that, Brian. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and t- Tim has eight wins. Uh, Ken, you had 12 wins. I appreciate the optimism. Uh, Benson had 10 wins. Leslie had 11 wins. Dan the Sith Lord had 10 wins. And Rev T had 12 wins. Uh, so I-, I saw the schedule for what it was, thought it would be hard. I did think we would um, win one of the Eagles games. We ended up losing both of them. We ended up winning up a couple of games I didn't expect, including that Bucks game. Um, and uh, so it's, but uh, you had us beating the Bucks. So good on you for uh, being optimistic at the start of the season with that one. Um, but yeah, it, it's been an interesting season. It'll be interesting to see if they end up losing. We're going to bring Brian in right now. We've been talking about him and uh, he, it's, his team is the Giants. I know he's uh, a bit down on, on the team uh, right now. So I'm sure um, he's not super excited about them. But uh, Brian, welcome on in. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Yeah, happy new year, guys. How, how are you guys doing? My guy. Good, good. I'm happy to do this with you guys. This is a lot of fun. Uh, Brian, uh, I've been able to watch a lot of the Giants games the last couple of weeks, but let me let me know going into this game some of your thoughts on the state of the Giants, and do you think the Giants are going to go out and try to win this or try to get a better draft pick? Uh, no, I think the Giants are definitely tanking for a draft pick at this point. Um, they're, they're, they've been awful, especially the last couple of weeks of the season. Um, especially offensively since Daniel Jones went out for the whole season. They've been just terrible. It looks like they've quit on their coach, Joe Judge. Uh, yesterday, they only scored three points in a terrible loss to the Chicago Bears. Uh, and after that game, Joe Judge went on a surprisingly profane rant, which was a little weird. I was not expecting that from him at all. So I think he's feeling the heat. Uh, I, I, they keep saying they're going to bring Joe judge back, but I don't know if they're going to, it's, I, I, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they do this off season when it comes to the head coach. Um, but yeah, I want to go back to something champ said, champ, you said that Washington and the giants are equally bad. No, man. I think the giants are much worse than Washington right now. I mean, Jake Fromm will be starting at quarterback for the giants this week. Jake Fromm. I was trying to be nice, Brian. I was trying to be nice. (laughs) No, no. Well, take it from me. You were, I I appreciate you trying to be nice, but man, your team is in much better shape right now than the Giants. The Giants since 2017 only have 22 wins as a whole. Like that's pathetic. It's embarrassing. They're a joke of a franchise right now. Yeah. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yeah, for sure. I just uh, gave Brian, I give you a shout out and made a brand new command for Brian. Uh, exclamation BB for Brian Brennan. Uh, if you want to go directly to uh, his um, uh, his podcast now live on Twitch. Uh, and uh, Champ, I already had uh, one for you to go to your uh, twi- uh, True No Spots podcast here live on Twitch. But also both of these guys are on the podcast partners tab, sportsothp.com. Click podcast partners. And you can get upon further review with Brian Brennan or the true uh, no spots uh, uh, podcast. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to be in a part of this uh, true radio network with you uh, champ. And uh, I'm going to redo the website has died. I noticed for the true radio network. So I'm going to build another one and make it as part of our website as a legacy. Uh, so that way uh, all of it can be remembered 
Uh, Robbie, your your Robbie, your dad is funny. He just said in the chat, the Twitch chat, at least the Giants are not the Jets. It's true. <laughs> it's true. That's uh that, that's well good... the Jets only barely lost to the Super Bowl champion Bucks yesterday in that crazy game where Antonio Brown lost his mind. So I mean yeah, hold on, can we talk about that? Can we talk about that for a second, please? That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so here's what I think happened, and then I'll get your guys' thoughts on it. So he gets uh, incentives based on the number of catches and the number of yards that he get. And they're giving him these like these routes that are designed to just be undercut routes and not giving him you know the deep yardage that he needs, right? And he felt like he was being fucked live on TV. As I, I think his mindset. And he got himself so crazed about it. And they were losing and they weren't going deep with him. And he was like, F it. I'm not going to get my bonus. I may as well just like I'm out. And I think he has like he has some rap music and he had some things in the pipeline. And he said, if I just make a spectacle of myself, everyone's gonna cover me for 24 hours and they're all gonna click on these links. He's and he's then, sitting just, courtside at the Brooklyn Nets game tonight, by the way, right, too. Right. So of course he's so he, you know he right, right to, out in the he, public. Right. He gets to hang out in New York City, right? Because he yeah. didn't get a he didn't get the airplane home. Um and uh it's kind of crazy. This millionaire guy who's got nothing to lose is just chilling in New York, just doing wilding out. Um, so um, anyway, that that's my take on it. Brian, what's your take? I mean, I, I get what you're saying where he had to hit all these bonuses. And I, I remember seeing actually a post on Instagram earlier this week saying that he had to, you know, get like eight catches for this bonus. And people were saying in the comments like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's definitely going to make sure he gets those those points for the bonus. But um, I, I don't know. I, I guess that he wasn't getting it. And even if he didn't get it in this game, there's one extra game this season. So he would have gotten it next week as well. I don't know. I, to me, it's crazy. There's no excuse to lose your mind like that. From what I've heard, like he's saying that he couldn't have gone back into the game. Like that's what Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers head coach, tried to say. But there's no excuse, in my opinion, to act like that. Like that is just completely crossing the line, in my opinion. Like And they've so many teams have given Antonio Brown so many chances. I mean, he's been given chance after chance after chance. This is the guy we're talking about who made a fake vaccination card and got suspended and the Buccaneers still brought him back. So like he's been given chance after chance after chance. And, 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 and Brian, ah. this is the same coach that coached him for Pittsburgh. So he screwed him over. He screwed him over. He didn't want him initially, even in the initial reports when he wanted to come there, he said, I would never bring him to my team. And then Tom Brady, you know, somehow convinced him. And then he's had still issues while he's been on this team. This is the second, if not third strike on this team alone. It's, uh, it's just, unbelievable. You know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so he's, uh, I guess he's now a rapper and no longer a football <laughs> player. And um, it's just kind of crazy. But Champ, what, what is your quick thoughts on it? Listen, if this whole thing of him taking off his pads and his uniform on the sideline, taking off his shirt and his stuff and throwing it in the crowd and leaving in the middle of a game was his way to get attention on him so he could put out a rap single, that's a hell of a rollout right there. Let me tell you, that is a hell of a rollout. But I honestly, and I said this to somebody else, I think this is the end of, of Antonio Brown's career as a football player because I don't see any NFL team, no matter how badly they need a wide receiver, I don't see a team taking a chance on this. I don't. Now, granted, um, what's his name? The, the kid that kept getting suspended because he couldn't stop smoking weed. What's his Josh name? Josh Gordon. 
Thank you. Josh Gordon, and Seattle is giving him a chance, which is awesome. They're giving him a chance that he's playing. But I just do not see any team in the NFL, even if they're like absolute, absolutely depleted at wide receiver, calling this guy or his agent and saying, we want him on our team. It's just not happening, especially after this stunt. No, you already were already looking bad when you've um, had a fake backs card so you could actually play in the league and then you got suspended for that. But now you're ba- you basically walked out on your team. You walked out on your team in the middle of a game when they're losing. Like that's that's the ultimate cardinal sin when it comes to football. I you love that they I love that they won in the end though. Yeah. That's the best exactly. part. <laughs> like, yeah, you, like they they the still won. won. They're like screw AB, we're winning this game anyway. <laughs> yeah. That that's the best part I think for the whole thing for me. And so like my dad just wrote wait until Washington or the Giants get AB next season. I was like I hope Bullshit. No. Bullshit. <laughs> no. Nah, keep that dude. We got we got Terry McLaurin. We good. <laughs> we got McLaurin. We good. It, w- it would be a move that Washington would make, though. But like, I hope, I just hope that they won't. Uh, it's old culture, Washington. Hopefully, uh, they'll have new culture and uh, a new team name. Real quickly, uh, before we end um, with this segment, uh, well, first of all, Brian, who do you think is going to win between these two teams? Oh, the the game, the Washington Giants game. Yeah. Um, probably probably Washington. No, I mean, I, I don't see Jake Fromm beating Washington. So I don't see it happening. And, and champ, do you want them to win this game? Do you think they're going to? I want them to win this game, and I think they are going to win this game. Um, I have been, I've been kind of paying attention to what the Giants have been doing, and offensively, they're just not there. I mean, granted, Saquon is going out there and still putting up pretty good numbers, given the fact that you know he's coming off an ACL injury and an ankle injury and things like that. He's still going out there and playing well, but the way this front seven works, I think he, I think Saquon's going to get neutralized. And like like Brian said, Jake Fromm is just not it. <laughs> so I do think that the Giants will fall in this one, and the, and the, and Washington will finish at seven and ten. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I, I hope that we win, just because I always want us to win. But I think it would be hilarious if we lost, and I can sit here next week and be like, "I told you so." Six and <laughs> so, uh, six and eleven was the obvious answer. Um, but. Uh, so it'd be pretty funny either way. Um, real quickly, I want to get your guys' thoughts on um, whether or not uh, you guys – well, actually, Arun is on the line too. I'll bring Arun in real quick as well because uh, I, I do want to get his take on uh, – well, first I want to get his, his quick uh, result. Do you think that Washington should win? Do you want them to win? Who do you think is going to win? I don't want Washington to win, but they sh- – they probably will win. And now the Giants in the last game went back to Mike Glennon. He threw for 11 passes for 24 yards, and that's all the Giants passing yards from the game. So um, I have to thank the New York Giants for my fantasy football championship. I just picked up teams that were going against the New York Giants. Yeah. Same, actually. I'd like to. I did that as well, and I'm a Giants fan. So go, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And I heard that you won uh, our friends. Uh, the Yes. The final Congratulations fantasy. to Arun Bhattacharya, the champion of the Impractical League. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations, Arun. So that's, uh, that's really exciting. Um, uh, real quickly, a scoring update on this Monday night football game, which is kind of a dud. Uh, two teams uh, right around you know, seven wins. Uh, so seven, win- seven and eight and seven, seven and one. Uh, but the Steelers, uh, are up 10 nothing over the Browns in Pittsburgh. 
we're um, we're just oh wait we're just entering half uh, we just left halftime there so start of the third quarter in that one uh, we'll be monitoring that uh, throughout our Wizards talk segment um, so did, Arun who do you think is going to win uh, this game um, I hope Washington loses but I think they're going to win but I'm actually rooting for a loss for Washington <laughs> for the yeah. graphic. Yeah, it's, it's a smart play. So, um, <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds good. Well, let's get uh, into some uh, basketball talk really quickly. Let me see if I can get um, those games up real fast here. Um, sorry. And the Wizards. But I'll, I'll ask Arun real quickly. How was, uh, how was your New Year? Uh, not much really happened for New Year's, just stayed at home. I saw Christmas lights near Brian's house, but I wasn't able to see Brian that day. <laughs> Couldn't exit Brookside Park. Apparently, <laughs> they don't allow people to walk outside the park. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's parts of, uh, that they close down now on weekends and on certain holidays. So, uh, that's true. I, I didn't ask Brian. Brian, how was uh, your New Year? It was, it was great. Uh, I went to, I went to New York last week and spent a little bit of time with my family and that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I got back here for new year's Eve and have just been chilling since then. Uh, yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, let's do the screen share and see if this works here for our live wizards round table. Awesome. It does work. Let me switch here the scene and, uh, move it up a little bit. All right. That works. Um, I'm always interested in playing on two different uh, systems. So it looks good on Twitch. All right, so let's go uh, back in time a little bit. Um, we the the last game that you guys covered. Remind me, what what game was it? It was Sixers, right? No, no, no. It was the Heat. It we was, covered it the, the Heat. Last game. game we covered was the Heat game because we oh, were yeah. on Tuesday show. All right, perfect. Um, so the last one was the Heat. So it's the Cavaliers, the Bulls, and then today's game. That's right. Uh, so uh, the Cavaliers game uh, was an interesting one. The, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Wizards it started off a pretty even game. The Wizards were up 31-30 after the first. Uh, the Wizards took a 27-21 lead in scoring in the second. Uh, continued uh, their good play in the third, 33-21. Uh, then Cleveland kind of came back a little bit in the fourth, uh, outscored them by two. Uh, but by that point, it was a 110-93 victory in Washington. And I'll uh, let Brian take it away. Yeah, guys, uh, this was, I thought, um, overall a pretty good win for the Wizards against the Cleveland team. It's been pretty surprising uh, in the East. Overall, pretty easy win. Uh, I think the highlight of this game, at least for me, I mean, other than the great performance from the Wizards, I mean, Kyle Kuzma had a great game, 25 points, 10 rebounds. Bradley Beal had 29 points and 10 assists as well. Uh, I think the highlight of the game for me, though, was when um, Evan Mobley, the hot rookie for the Cavaliers, might be the rookie of the year favorite. Uh, he did that reverse layup, and that was a really nice play. Something that, and, um, Kyle Kuzma, he dapped him up, which is not something you normally see between two teams, but I thought that was really cool of Kyle Kuzma. And then when somebody called him out for it on Twitter – he, he, Kyle Kuzma was like, you're goddamn right. I dapped him up. I've never seen anything like that before in my life, but uh, overall very impressive win for the wizards. Uh, I'm going to go to champ first champ. What was your thoughts on this one? Uh, a good win uh, for this team, especially coming off the loss that they had uh, against the heat. 
this was good to come home and get this win. Uh, again, the three-point shooting just wasn't there. 31% from beyond the arc, but they shot 50% from the field overall. So they they got to figure out, they got to go to their strength, which is in the paint. You can see on, on the score, they had 68 points in the paint. That's their strong suit. They have a strong front court uh, with Daniel Gafford there. And you, you got to stick with that strength, which is be, making points in the paint and things like that. And if you continue to work well in the paint, then it opens up to give you better looks from beyond the arc and you can improve your three-point shooting. But again, a good win for this team uh, and a good way to recover from what was a very bad game on that Monday night. Yeah, Wizards also had a lot of guys in the protocols for this game. Just looking at the starting lineup, Brad Wanamaker started for the Wizards in this game. And he played pretty good. He had seven points and seven assists. Obviously, you know, they just signed him recently. So bringing him into the full, a lot of guys played in this game that, you know, were, are not really expected to be on this team. But here they are due to the Wizards COVID situation. And due to the fact that this was a blowout win, they were able to play. Uh, Arun, do you have anything to add on this game? Yeah, this was, uh, this Cleveland wasn't really the same team without Ricky Rubio, who was shortly like for this was out for the season with a knee injury. Kevin Pangos started for the Cavaliers and he's averaging two points a game. Um, and as you mentioned, the Wizards had like several players out, all their point guards, Neto, Dinwiddie and Holiday. So Wanamaker got the start. He actually put up a line that's similar to Spencer Dinwiddie. So can't really complain. And as you mentioned, uh, Kuzma had a great game. Bradley Beal, Vaccinated Bill came up with a really good game, 29 points and 10 assists um, and six rebounds. So good win for the Wizards. Yeah, I think we're, we're all pretty happy to hear uh, the news that Bradley Beal uh, receives his COVID vaccine. And he has actually been playing very well since receiving that, that shot. Um, it's funny that Kuzma tweeted about it. Um, uh, but uh, it's it. Yeah, he has Kuzma said Kuzma that. said Vax Beal is built different. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and people were trying to say that's like a HIPAA violation. Like, no, like, he announced it himself that he did it. Yeah. Exactly, it's common knowledge. It's common <laughs> right. knowledge. But yeah. um, yeah. So the Wizards win this game uh, against Cleveland. Uh, they end 2021 as winners. They go into 2022. The first game just happens to be against the top team in the Eastern Conference. The Chicago Bulls, uh, and this game was awesome. Uh, I'll turn you things back over to you, Rob. You want to go over yeah, some stats? Yeah, this game? yeah, yeah. I'll ahead. go over some. I'll go over some stats and my also my thoughts on this game because this game, I would say, I watched the closest of probably any of the games I've seen recently. Um, so the, the Wizards started off with a thirty-two to twenty-five lead, a really good start, uh, and then continued that good play, thir- outscoring thirty-two to twenty-seven in the second. Uh, the Bulls stormed back, outscoring by ten in the third, thirty-four to twenty-four. And then they outscored him by three in the fourth quarter, 34 to 31. And that three is an important number because uh, they ended up beating us 120 to 119. But I want to talk about the last five minutes of the game. My dad always says it doesn't matter in the NBA except for the last five minutes. And in this game, it's never been more true. Um, the, the Wizards were up by five points and they somehow let in a five point play. And let me walk through it because I think it's the, the changes, the momentum of the game. Uh, Denny Avadija, uh, was playing really good defense. And I think there's an argument that he may not have fouled on this play, but he gave up an and one and we didn't challenge it. They missed the box out on the free throw. They, the other team gets the rebound, the bulls, they get another and one and then make the free throw. 
So it's a five point play, which I've only happened. I've only seen happen a handful of times in my life. And I've watched a lot of NBA games and, um, and just, you could kind of see the, it deflated the team and they played team played pretty well. It was still back and forth uh, for the next couple of minutes, including a big three to take the lead for the wizards. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, DeRozan back-to-back nights, mm-hmm. it's a game winner at the buzzer, which I believe has never happened in NBA history on back-to-back nights and um, back-to-back games for sure. But the chance to have two nights in a row to have it that close and to be losing in both of them and to get the winner that way. It just, I mean, and I think it was defended spectacularly. Uh, there's another foul play that, that they did challenge the Wizards challenge that went unsuccessfully. And unfortunately, Denny got fouled out. I really wish they had challenged the first one. I think it would have been close. I, I'm going to get each one of your guys thoughts on whether you think the first one was a foul if they should have challenged it um, or, or it doesn't really matter. They just got to make more plays down the stretch. But uh, Brian, I, I know you're an outsider looking in, but you watch this game. I'll go to you first. What are some of your thoughts on it? Yeah. Uh, I thought this was one of the best games I've seen all year in the NBA. Um, just back and forth. Really exciting. Uh, I agree with you that that five point sequence does not happen very often. And I was surprised initially when the wizards didn't use their challenge. Cause my first reaction when I watched it live was that was a foul. And I was, I was a little surprised that they didn't use the challenge. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, I, and so I felt bad for Denny because Denny is so good defensively, but he's so tough defensively. Sometimes he fouls a lot. And unfortunately he was in a tough position in this game where he fouled out. And as far as the ending of this game, I mean, Kuzma hitting that shot. I mean, we've seen it time and time again this year. Kyle Kuzma hitting a ton of big shots for the Wizards this year. Um, And this was just yet another example. We saw more examples tonight against the Hornets as well. And it looked for a minute like he was going to have the game winner in this game. But DeRozan is, DeMar DeRozan is just on another level this year. Ever since he's come over to the Bulls, he's got them playing great basketball. Uh, They're the top team in the Eastern Conference right now. I believe they're 24 and 10. Yeah, 24 and 10. Um, They are a top-notch team. And if you're a Wizards fan, obviously you're frustrated with the loss. Now you're frustrated with, you know, a couple things from this game as well. But, I mean, that's a tough game against a really good Chicago Bulls team. I I, I thought that was – that was that was a a good one. I'll I'll go to um, Arun next. Arun, what were your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I feel like the Wizards lost the game kind of before that in the fourth quarter. Like KCP had like a couple wide open threes when the Wizards were had a pretty significant lead, and he missed both of those. Denny missed a three. I don't think that foul was a foul on the last that play, but that's it's not you're not always going to get the calls. And I think the bigger thing was that Gil did not um, box out Vucevic and maybe Unsell has a little blame here because he chose to play Gill over Daniel Gafford in the critical moments of this game. And on the final play, I think um, Kispert, I guess he gave a valiant effort, but um, DeRozan is going to pump fake on that. And Kispert's not a great defender. And again, Unsell probably could have looked to put in Gafford and have Gill in that situation. Kispert has been a pretty poor defender. He did, pretty well given the circumstances, but um, he should run off DeRozan from the three-point line. He shouldn't really be concerned about um, 
the two, given the two would only tie the game. Beal actually gave a good effort, which made the DeRozan shot pretty hard. But um, I just don't think you want to put Corey Kispert on DeMar DeRozan, given the way he played. Just as Robbie mentioned, he had a buzzer beater the night before. And uh, Corey Kispert's not going to be able to guard DeMar DeRozan. Neither was most of the Wizards, but definitely not Corey Kispert. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stats Robbie has pulled up now. Uh, points in the paint, 72 for the Wizards, compared to only 30 for the Bulls. The Bulls, uh, when it came to three-pointers, though, big disparity here. Six of 27 for the Wizards, 17 of 34 for the Bulls. Bulls shot 50% from three-point in this game. That's how they won this game, including the game winner from DeRozan. You mentioned Gill playing those big minutes. I would have put Gafford in as well. I mean, Gafford's been such a huge part for this team for a while now, and that's such a huge spot. Uh, I would have personally put Gafford in. And just one last thing, uh, I, I got to shout out Beal. He had his career high in assists for this game. They had been playing him at the point guard position pretty much, and um, that meant a lot of assists. And he had, I think, 12 assists by halftime, and I think he ended with 17 assists overall for the game. So another great night for Beal, who also had 27 points this game. Champ? I know you said you were watching uh, night one this night, but uh, do you have anything to add on this this Bulls game? I'm so I'm so sad that I, I missed this game. It looked like it was an incredible game. I was watching uh, day one, as you know, uh, uh, day one, day one. Yeah, I was watching day one to prepare for the return of the podcast, so I was watching that. But it looked like it was an incredible game. But it looked like like the Wizards basically lost this in the second half. They had a twelve point lead going into halftime. And basically, when you have a lead like that, you're supposed to, as Doc Walker said famously on a Washington football team broadcast, you put your foot on, the, your, on their neck and you step on their windpipe, and they did not do that. They had the foot on their neck, but they didn't step on the windpipe. They allowed Chicago to get back into it and put themselves in a situation where uh, DeMar DeRozan was able to take that shot, that three-point shot, and end the game for the Wizards and cause them to lose by that one point. But, I mean, you look at the scoring, Kyle Kuhn was the leading scorer uh, in this one with 29 points, and he had 12 rebounds, so he had a double-double. Beal had a double-double with 27 points and 17 assists. And you got some really good uh, play, but again, uh, also you have to think about the fact that you know, with a lot of players in the pro in the COVID protocols, you have a lot of people that are playing that would not normally be playing. So you didn't get a lot of scoring except from the your main players, such as like Denny, who had ten, Kispert had ten. But it was a it was a tough one. It's a tough one to to to, to accept knowing that you were up twelve at halftime and you end up losing by one in the end. Yeah, definitely frustrating. But yeah, I think you can take a lot from a game like this. Obviously, against um, the Chicago Bulls, one of the best teams in the East. You know, and the Bulls weren't at 100% strength either, we should mention. Alonzo uh, Ball was out for them. Uh, so was Alex Russo. I think a few other players as well were also out for the Chicago Bulls in this game. So they were not operating at 100% strength either for this game. But still, a shorthanded Wizards team, I think that's a valiant effort against the Bulls team. Uh, just a frustrating ending for sure. Um, next game was tonight. Uh, it was a win against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, the Wizards back and forth game. Uh, Robbie, do you have some stats on that one you want to pull up for us? Sure, I do. Excellent. Back and then forward. Uh, there it is. And here we go. So uh, the Wizards started off really well, uh, outscoring 38-25. Uh, 
but then that second quarter was horrendous. I was Ooh. talking in, in group chat about that. They gave up 39 points in the second quarter and they only scored 18. Very close third quarter, 28-26. Uh, the Wizards outscored them. Uh, but they put together one of the best fourth quarters I've seen in a long time. Scored 40 points uh, to the 39 for the Hornets and only had a three-point win. So, I mean, they needed all those 40 points uh, in that game. And uh, so, yeah, it's an exciting game, but I'll let Brian, you take it from there. Yeah, um, definitely an exciting game. And uh, we, you're right. We were talking about it in the group chat about how awful that second quarter was. I mean, that was just about as bad as it gets for the Wizards. They looked lifeless until pretty much just the end of the second quarter. They went on a little bit of a run, and that was able to give them a little bit of momentum. And I think that was able to carry them a bit into the second half. And that fourth quarter, as bad as the second quarter was, the fourth quarter was just as good. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was the leading scorer for the Wizards with 36 points. He also had 14 rebounds. He was getting the Kuz chance at Capital One Arena, an MVP chance as well. Uh, Beal had 35 points as well for the Wizards, eight more assists. Uh, Gafford had 15 and 11. Uh, Bertans had some big shots in this game, 14 points for Davis Bertans. And Corey Kispert, the rookie, had 12 points as well. Uh, only eight players played for the Wizards in this game. Uh, and only uh, seven of them scored, but um, still a win's a win against, uh, you know, a, a fairly competitive Charlotte team. It's about the same area that the Wizards are at. Uh, Champ, I'll go to you first. What were your thoughts on this game against Charlotte? They finally were able to beat Charlotte. They were 0-2 against Charlotte coming into this game. They were finally able to get a dub against the Hornets, and uh, Kyle Kuzma came up big in the fourth quarter. He made, I think, at least three or four three-pointers late in the fourth quarter to really give this team that boost to be able to win this game. Uh, it got a little dicey towards the end. Uh, we were actually live reacting to it, myself and Robbie, during the first hour of the podcast, but it, uh, the Wiz were able to hold on. Uh, and I think the main thing, and we saw I, I, Robbie showed it earlier, in the stats before we went to the uh, team stats was that the Wizards shot 90% from the free throw line. And that is the most important thing. They got those points from the charity stripe, which were very, very important, including some very key free throws they made in the last 30 seconds of the game uh, with Beal, with uh, Gafford, making free throws and things of that nature. That was the big key. Yes, Charlotte was able to make a three-pointer at the buzzer, but at that point, they were already down six. It didn't really matter. It made the score look closer, look close. But at, in the, at the end of the day, the Wizards, 12 of their next 14 games are at home, so they got to get winning at home, and this is a great way to get a good win at home is against a team that was, that's was that been a thorn in their side this season so far. So good win, good win. That second quarter, though, can we not talk about that second quarter ever again? Please, please. Yeah, I, I, that was about as bad as it gets from the Wizards, but they definitely bounced back. And again, I mean, we talked about the, in the Bulls game, but what more can you say about Kyle Kuzma again with the big shots, the big buckets for this team down the stretch when they need him? I mean, it's still incredible to me that the Wizards were able to turn John Wall's contract first into Russell Westbrook and then spin that into Montrezl Harrell, KCP, and now Kyle Kuzma is having a great stretch right now. Uh, Arun, did you get a chance to see any of this game? Uh, yeah, I was following the game, and yeah, um, Another great game for vaccinated Bill. He's averaging 30 points, at least 30 points a game since he's been vaccinated. And I guess Kyle Kuzma is averaging 30 points exactly over that same time span. So maybe 
I don't know if he got vaccinated. Actually, he's one of the players reportedly not vaccinated from the Wizards, but maybe he has to vaccinate by the time this deadline, the DC indoor mandate comes through. So we'll see how that goes. And seven guys really only played for the Wizards, not including Elise Johnson. I'm, I don't think I've heard of him before. And uh, Anthony Gill was on this game, and maybe it was a good thing. So Wes Unsoken pulled Daniel Gafford in crucial moments of the game. But overall, good win for the Wizards. And shout out to Kelly Oubre, former Wizard. He was minus 17 on the floor. I don't think without him, the Wizards could have won. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, I was actually talking about earlier about how I think Kelly Oubre plays well against the Wizards, but you're right. Not not great, not great in this game against them, and that definitely helped. Uh, Robbie, I know you saw any of this a little bit of this game. Do you have anything you want to add on this game? Um, I'm just happy that they were able to pull it out. They, it was rough at times. Uh, that second quarter, I, I went up and ate dinner instead of continuing to watch that because it was going downhill fast. But as I came back down, I felt that they made a pretty big run at the end of the second quarter. I mean, I know it doesn't seem much to make it 39-18, but a lot of those 18 points actually happened right at the very end of that quarter. Uh, to make it fairly close. I felt like it gave them a little momentum going into the third quarter and they could ride that momentum into the fourth. And um, they just kind of chipped away at it a bit. And I think that uh, they put themselves in a position to win at the end of the game. Uh, but in the second quarter, it wasn't looking very good. Yeah. Um, this is, I think this is overall a pretty good win for the Wizards. Like I said, Charlotte is right about in the same, like it's kind of weird. The Eastern conference is strange. Like if you take a look at the standings, there's the top teams and then everything after that is kind of like in the middle there is it's kind of about the same, um, including my Knicks as well. Um, but it, it, they're all about kind of the same and they could all finish anywhere in the conference. So this is a valuable win to have against the Hornets team, who, like Champ said, had beaten the Wizards every time they played them so far this season. So definitely a good win to have. Uh, all right, let's take a look at the and upcoming they, schedule they, for this and they, and they leapfrogged them. In the stand. Yeah, 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 right. So, right. Yeah. So um Hey Rune, it was pretty convenient that Brian wasn't here after that that Knicks game, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for being yeah, up. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, um, all right. So here are the upcoming games. We've got the Rockets on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Um, a battle of uh, the John Wallace Rockets. Uh, still he's still not playing for them. Uh, then we get the rematch against the Bulls in Chicago on uh, Friday, January 7th. That's an eight o'clock game. And then on Sunday, the Wizards played the Magic in a earlier evening game at six o'clock. And then next Tuesday, they'll play the Thunder. So we only got three games and a little bit of uh, a, you know, sort of a break in between each game. Uh, no back to back games or bunched up games. Uh, so real quickly, I'll let each one of you guys get your take on all, all of them. So let's just start with the Rockets game first. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Brian. What, what are your thoughts on the Rockets as they come to town? Well, the Rockets are not very good. Uh, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. And they're also uh, dealing with a little bit of controversy on their team right now. Uh, two of their players got into an argument with one of their assistant coaches and got suspended uh, for their game, I think, tonight. Um, so the Rockets are dealing with some turmoil right now uh, and already not a very good team. I expect the Wizards to win that game. It's in D.C. Um, I, I don't see any way they don't win that game, honestly. I, I think with the way the Wizards are playing right now, they're playing, playing pretty well overall. I think the Wizards should throttle the Rockets. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. Uh, Champ, what are your thoughts on it? 
I got I to gotta agree with Brian on this one when it comes to the Rockets. Uh, hearing that they got all this turmoil going on, that's the perfect recipe to deal with this team. But also, this is the, as they say in sports, the proverbial trap game. Uh, the Rockets are currently 15th in the Western Conference. So, yes, they're one of the worst teams in, in their conference and in the league. But this is one of those teams that you end up playing down to them and they end up beating you. Uh, so they got to be able to deal with that. Christian Wood is their top, the key player. He's averaging almost 17 points and 10 rebounds a game. So he's averaging a double double. So you got to be able to deal with that. Uh, hopefully you get some players back off the protocol like Montrez Harold and Spencer Dinwiddie, and then maybe you have a much better chance. I do think the Wizards win this one, but they definitely need to get some some pieces back in order to make this a no doubt win instead of a maybe win. Yeah. Um, Arun, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, the uh, homecoming for Gary Matthews, a.k.a. Gary Bird. He's been lighting up for the Rockets. They actually had a seven-game winning streak at one point of the season, but I believe now they're on a seven-game losing streak. So the Wizards should win, but they, as Ken said, they can't take them lightly. Otherwise, they could lose, especially given how shorthanded the Wizards are without. Like, they don't have a single point guard. Beal is their point guard. Um, everyone's been logging 40 plus minutes so nothing to take for granted but it should be a win for the Wizards alright so then the next game is the rematch against the Bulls I, I think the Bulls are going to want blood especially at home in an 8 o'clock on a Friday game uh, Brian what are your thoughts on that one yeah I, I agree with you I think the Bulls playing at home this time um, are probably going to want to put the hammer down on the Wizards and say that you know we let you hang around last time but you know, this is this time we're in our house. This time we're going to win. So I think uh, we've already broken down the Bulls pretty sizably. We know what they are. They're a really good team. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vucevic. And they're just a really talented team. So I think the Bulls probably win that game on Friday. Uh, all right. And then uh, we'll go to the champ next. What are your thoughts on, the, on the, playing the Bulls again? If – like if Washington was able to play up to this competition uh, on Saturday night at home, um, I think they could play up to that competition just as well on the road as well. And given the fact that they'll have a day to rest and travel and stuff like that, it's not a back to back. They should be able to be competitive. Do I think they beat the Bulls? Probably not. But I would I would be pleasantly surprised if they were able to go into Chicago and to take down the best team in the Eastern Conference right now and to humble them and to let them know, hey, y'all may be at the top, but y'all are beatable. So I will also go with Brian and say they lose this game, but I would not be surprised if they do turn around and win this game as close as it was when they were here in D.C. They played them so well uh, down. They played them so well on Saturday. I think they can stand with them. So I will call it a loss, but I won't be surprised if they win. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. Um, Arun, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the Bulls, last time the Wizards played them, it was a back-to-back game. Now the Bulls have actually, they're not playing up until that game. That's the next game for the Chicago Bulls. So um, it's going to be a well-rested Chicago Bulls team. Maybe they get a couple of guys back from COVID as well as the Wizards who are missing all their point guards. I actually think... This is actually a winnable game for Washington. I'm looking at the Bulls' winning streak. The best team they beat was actually the Wizards, or if you want to say the Atlanta Hawks or 
the Lakers. I'm not going to say the Lakers because they've been playing pretty badly there. Uh, so I think the Wizards could win, but I think it's probably a loss. Maybe the Wizards will be motivated, but it's probably going to come down to the wire again. DeRozan, um, um, they're going to have to find somebody better who can guard him and uh, maybe KCP, maybe Dim, like like probably the difference of Dimwitties there instead of Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe that's enough. Like that's how small the margin was in the last game, but the Bulls were playing a back-to-back game. And I think it's probably going to be a loss if Caruso and uh, Ball are back. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the, the next matchup uh, here. Um, that's going to be the magic game. It's a battle, a battle of wizards versus their magic, I guess. Uh, Always a divisional rivalry. Uh, some reason, this is always a tough game, even on seasons when the Magic aren't good or the Wizards aren't good. I feel like it's one of those divisional rivals. Sometimes you have to kind of throw out the the record. Again, this game is at six o'clock. Uh, I'll start with you, Brian. What are your thoughts on the Magic? Yeah, I'll I'll never say never, but um, the Magic only have seven wins. Uh, one of which is against the Knicks, but um. They're not a very good team. Um, they have some young talent. Uh, Franz Wagner is one of the favorites for Rookie of the Year. He's, he's Mo Wagner's brother. Mo Wagner, you guys might remember from the Wizards, now plays on the Magic. And his brother, Franz, is also on the Magic, and he's having a great rookie season so far. Uh, Cole Anthony is also really good for the Magic. He's the second-year player for them. He's really he's developed into a young talent. They have Jalen Suggs as well from Gonzaga. Um they have a lot of really young talent, but it's still got to all come together. Uh, they have a long way to go before they're competitive. Uh, I expect the Wizards to win this game, but I'll never, like I said, never say never. Um, I, I Orlando could win. Like you said, Orlando has always, like, traditionally played the Wizards very tough, whether they're good, whether they're bad. They've always seemed to play the Wizards tough. So I'll never say never, but I think the Wizards will win this game. Yeah, I uh, I hope so. I, I hope that they can find a way to win two out of these games um, just because, you know, I'm not sure which ones they'll win, but they should. Yeah, the, the most obvious ones are the Rockets and the Magic, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are angry about the Bulls thing too. They should have felt like they had them. Hopefully they go into that game uh, with that mindset that they're like they let one get away and, you know, to try to go into Chicago and uh, – and shock them a little bit. I'll get each one of your guys' uh, thoughts on the record, uh, and then we'll start to wrap up. I'll start with uh, you, Brian. Uh, this of uh, these three games, how do you think that they're going to do? Um, they'll beat the Rockets and they'll beat the Magic, but I think they'll lose to the Bulls. Okay, and Champ. Well, the Wizards beat the Bull, beat the Magic back on November the thirteenth by twelve, so they could beat this team. So I think that they will go two and one as well. They will beat the Rockets and they will beat the Magic, but they will lose to the Bulls. And Arun, do you differ from the rest of the crowd, or do you are you going to go with uh, what everyone else is going? I'm going to just be a little bit different. I, I'll say they'll go two and one, but they'll beat the Bulls, but lose to the Rockets. Yeah, you know what's funny is I actually think that that might happen. I don't know why, but. <laughs> It, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Um, Gary Bird incoming. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we all think it's two and one, but we're split on how it might happen. Um, but uh, that's awesome. All right. Let me end this screen share real quick. And oops, that's not the right button. It's this button. Uh, and then I'll let each one of you guys give uh, some of your 
uh, final thoughts uh, on the week or anything that you want to talk about real quickly before we get out of here. But I want to real quickly before I do that, I want to thank everybody on our Twitch stream. Uh, they have been uh, bringing the heat. They've been chatting a lot. It's uh, been fun to come back. Uh, we've had, you know, 10 people watching concurrently at different times. And so a lot of people doing emotes and, and things like that. So I just wanted to quickly give a shout out to all of them for having a good time playing all different sorts of games. I've caught like seven Pokemon. Uh, people are dueling. So uh, definitely if you're watching us on Facebook, you don't know anything about Twitch. It is a, it is a fun place to hang out. Uh, you know, I encourage people to uh, check out that side of it. Um, Robin, be, really quickly, really yes. quickly. So that Brooklyn Nets game that got postponed back in December has been rescheduled to February 17th. It was announced today by the league. Interesting. Thank you. That's a, that's a good one. All right, February 17th. So we'll keep a, a lookout uh, for that game uh, coming up here. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to start off with Arun. Arun, I know that you have a podcast, but you've been off and on with it, and but you are a champion of uh of uh, fantasy football i'm wondering if now that you are a champion will you will you put more time into that or are you still taking your hiatus i think i'll bring the podcast back just for um to acknowledge my championship and also the other ones in all the leagues i've been in my team name is sweet merciful crap after um after the simpsons episode and as somebody as the one who shall not be named called me the champion of crap. So shout out to that team. Thanks, New York Giants. Um, thanks to one of my trade partners for helping me getting through this. And the veto, probably not non-factor um, in me winning the championship. Or maybe karma had a way with it. But thanks to everyone. It's enough for my... I think it's like I won, but it's pretty much paying for all the leagues I've been in. So I'm like back to zero dollars from the beginning <laughs> fantasy football all the leagues i'm in so it's kind of like getting all that money back it feels like you made money but you didn't make any money i don't know if that's ever happened to you it reminds me of like a simpsons episode where homer <laughs> gets money back from bart um but overall um gotta work on her um you gotta tell your dreams you gotta work hard um hard otherwise your dreams don't care how hard you're working that's what rg3 said tweeted just now signing out um uh that's good well i'm happy that you're going to be back and uh we'll definitely uh we're working on the bio sections i'm hoping to have tim and arun over to my house uh, i got some merch uh for them to pick up i see uh, champ is uh rocking it today and um uh it's uh um I look forward to giving uh, Tim and Arun theirs as well and putting their bios up on the page so we can have some links uh, to Arun's podcast. But Arun was on episode two of Sports on the Hill podcast, and here he is at 254. So I always appreciate his insight and uh, being a part of the team. Um, and uh, Arun, any final thoughts before I let you go? Um, no, not really. Just hopefully that X field is still intact next by next show. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let, uh, I'll let Brian uh, talk a little bit more about that. It's a, a pretty crazy story. Um, oh, yeah. the, the field is um, unable to hold uh, Philly fans. and um, uh, But uh, thank you, Arun. And uh, I'll let Brian talk about that real quickly right now. 
Uh, Brian, what is uh, what are your thoughts on um, the field or the stadium almost collapsing on the Eagles quarterback as he left it? Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who hadn't, haven't seen the video, like I know Champ hadn't seen the video. Um, so after the game yesterday between Washington and Philadelphia, uh, Jalen Hurts, the Eagles quarterback, he's walking off the field. There are all these fans leaning over to give him a high five. And all of a sudden the railing collapses and all of these fans just fall onto the field uh, in front of Jalen Hurts. And I mean, uh, it, a lot, he could have gotten hurt, honestly. Like, it, it, I think it's a bit, it's a safety risk for sure. Like if, you know, he could have gotten hurt either by somebody falling on him or the barrier falling on him or something. I don't know, but Hertz was really cool about it. I thought, uh, I thought he handled it really well. He took selfies with the guys. I think he probably hooked him up with some autographs and stuff too. I thought, you know, it, uh, thankfully I'm, nobody ha- I'm was happy there. there were Eagles fans there. Not that they were like, you know, like it would have been bad if, like Washington football fans fell, fell on top of him. I just don't think it would have been the same. It's result. a bad look all around. Like no matter who falls on anybody, I think it's a terrible look for the stadium, which I mean, FedEx field is, I hate that place, but um, I, I think it could have been a really bad situation, but it turned into a really nice one with him taking all the selfies with them and everything. Um, it's, 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 you know, I, I just thought that I just hate FedEx field. I just wanted to say that I just, hate that stadium very much. And they got to replace it. They got like, let's blow up RFK and build a new stadium on the site of RFK. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I, uh, I, I agree with you. I've never been a big fan and I was a season ticket holder for many years, uh, but it's hard to get to. It was an all day affair. I ultimately uh, got rid of them. Uh, I mean, I had some great memories uh, going to it, but just because of the family and the friends and uh, the tailgating and it had very little to do with the stadium specifically. It just, it was, where they played. Um, so I, I'm with you. I wouldn't mind it being moved back uh, closer to a metro. At least, yeah, I like the RFK spot idea, especially if you can put some shops around there. Um, but uh, so uh, um, Carly's maybe going to be on next week. She's still uh, wavering. Uh, if it wasn't. No, you're coming segment. on, Carly. You're, you're yeah, going to be here. <laughs> We're going to, even if it's a five minute segment, it could be quick. It, it, it does not have to be painful. Um, but, uh, Carly, are you streaming uh, tomorrow uh, at your normal time? Let people know, uh, give a, a quick little shout out for, uh, Carly, our moderator before she goes tonight. Um, and it looks like, um, Natalie Page is going to win, uh, where we're going to raid tonight, which I'm excited uh, for people who don't know, she's a great musician. Um, and, uh, so, uh, and, and Carly, you are, okay, good. Uh, so Carly will be on at 10 o'clock, uh, tomorrow on her channel, uh, tomorrow morning till one and, uh, get requests there. She's a great musician. If you don't know Carly, uh, and a great mod. Uh, all right. And so, um, Brian, let us know what's going on in your podcast or if there's anything uh, new with regards to that or anything else you want to shout out. Yeah, um, so I'm still doing my podcast upon further review with Brian Brennan. Um, if I have to work tomorrow, I'm, I won't record an episode. But if I don't have to work tomorrow and I have the day off, uh, I probably will record a podcast episode. So um, we'll see. We'll see. But other, if I don't tomorrow, there will be one on Friday for sure. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, potential roundtables in the future as well on, on my podcast as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, other than that, you know, thank you for having me on as usual. Glad to have you back, Robbie. Um, hope you had a great paternity leave. And um, 
that's pretty much all I got to say, guys. Let's go Yankees, Knicks, Giants, Rangers, Arsenal, NYCFC, all the teams I like. Have a good night, guys. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Brian. Um, and uh, I know that Carly's probably left already, but I just wanted to show the stream mascot's been here this whole time. Uh, Lily's an icon on, uh, or an emote on our uh, thing. I just want to show that she is uh, here rooting us on, even if she's asleep. Uh, but uh, I, I just wanted to give her a quick little shout out. Um, thank you so much, uh, Brian, for uh, being a part of it and running uh, the Wizards Talk uh, segments when I wasn't on. Um, I just realized that the R and Robbie has been cut off this whole entire time. Uh, I think people know my name, though, so I think people will figure it out. Um, so, but uh, thank you so much, Brian and Champ. You've been wonderful as well. Uh, give people a little bit of uh, one more shot. I know you did at the top of the podcast of uh, what you're talking about, about wrestling this week. And uh, people can go to sportsothp.com, click the podcast partners button, and get Brian and Champ's podcast. But Champ, what are you uh, talking about this week? Yeah, so um, like I said at the, at the top of the show, uh, we have all three nights of Wrestle Kingdom that we'll be recapping on Saturday, as well as last week's day one pay-per-view for WWE. And we will be previewing uh, Impact Wrestling's first major pay-per-view of 2022, which is hard to kill, because we will also be live stream reacting to that, myself and Sif, on Saturday night as well. So we got a lot going on on our first day back uh, streaming and doing podcasting on Twitch and uh, everywhere else. So make sure you check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash true no spots pod this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern for the podcast and then 8 p.m. Uh, around 8 p.m. Eastern time for the live reactions to uh, Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. We're going we're coming we're coming in hot for 2022. So get ready. That's awesome. Yeah, I um, have run actually into a ton of people here on Twitch that are really into wrestling. So I'm happy that you've been covering them and you've moved over to Twitch and uh, you guys have done a great job and created a, a nice little community for yourselves that's ever growing. And uh, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you repping the, the merch today. If anyone wants to check that out, sportsothp.com. Uh, um, you can definitely check the merchandise tab, uh, check out uh, shirts. Um, so we were the champions in three different sports. If you want to relive the glory years of the podcast and the championships, uh, you can, you can do that. Um, and, uh, the, the pillow also can be flipped over and has that as well. Uh, or you can do uh, what I like is the football team colors, uh, champ has, they said they're going to be burgundy and gold, no matter what happens next week. One of the questions I'll uh, have for everybody is, um, what do we think the team should be called next year? I wanted to talk about this week, but we ran out of time, but, uh, that'll be one of the topics we can talk about going into next season. And, uh, but champ, thank you as always for being a part of the network, the team, uh, talking about football with wizards and wrestling. Uh, I really appreciate you for uh, being a Twitch moderator as well. And, uh, and we're going to raid the Natalie page coming up right here. So, uh, thank you again, everybody. For subscribing. Uh, I have five subscribers uh, today, which was uh, one of the highest I've ever had in a single stream. So I really appreciate that. I hope that you guys really enjoy the emotes everywhere. You get uh, six regular emotes, um, and then you also uh, get uh, some animated emotes. I just put them up live on screen right here. Uh, but I really appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, for my first one back, I really appreciated. 
uh, the break and uh, uh, help Zara get to three months. Um, but I love you all. And uh, I enjoy being a part of your streams and being a Twitch streamer again. And I look forward to next week when we'll have the return of Carol. Uh, Tim should be back as well. Um, and I think Anna's going to take another week off, uh, but maybe we'll have Carly jump in for a few minutes of our hockey talk as well. And uh, lots of fun stuff. We'll have Wizards, Caps Talk. We'll also recap uh, the uh, Washington football team season. And we'll also talk about the NFL playoffs and the upcoming matchups for that. So uh, with that, thank you everyone for tuning in. I'm going to raid now to the Natalie page. Hope you guys can join us and we'll talk to you next Monday. Have a good one. Good night.